Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Benchtown TV. This is Brian here with Paul and Jimmy. And today we were lucky enough to talk to music artist and big time Marvel fan, Party with Ray. Ray was the man, and we had a great time talking all things MCU with him. We hope you enjoy. Yo, what's hey, hey. going on? Not much. Thanks for having me, guys. Of course. Yeah, thanks of for course. coming on. Thanks yeah, for thanks for being here. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited. to. I'm a big fan. As I mentioned, I'm a big fan myself. So this is cool for me, too. Awesome. <laughs> We're going to talk all things MCU. Jeez, we have Hawkeye to talk about, but we got Spider-Man. We're going to talk about it all. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. There's just a lot going on. This is a great time, honestly. Like a few months ago, we were just fiending for everything. Like uh, WandaVision was the first one that came out and it was good, but, you know, not nearly as good as like, you know, Falcon, the Winter Soldier, which, of course, is where we got introduced yeah, to yeah, yeah. the best song ever. Yeah. <laughs> With no, right there. Yeah, that was a good start. Good start to the year for sure. <laughs> it was sweet. So, so uh, where where have you uh, been? You've been moving around, right? I saw you were uh, um, playing yeah, was, everywhere. Yeah, I was playing some shows. I was in Denver on Friday and Boston on Saturday. That's oh, wow. Then, uh, Long trip, yeah. And then, let's see, on December 30th, so a New Year's festival, I'm playing in Minneapolis. All right. Okay, <laughs> cool. But it's not so bad. I mean, flying, you know, it's it's just however long the flight is. So it's not right. it's mm. not so bad. Yeah. Where yeah, are you at so right I, now? Oh, I live in LA. Cool. Gotcha. Uh, that makes up. <laughs> but I grew up uh I grew up outside Boston. So I actually spent a couple days with my parents after the Boston show just hanging. Uh which was which was dope. Good deal. You miss the East Coast at all or I do well, I I'm lucky that I get to go back. I mean, I always I'm so involved in music and I've been so involved in music for years that it would be, it would be tough for me not to be in a city like LA, I guess like New mm. York too, but uh, I'm more of a LA, like a little bit more laid back, I think. Uh, <laughs> but I love visiting, being able to go back home, visit Boston, my friends, one of my best friends just had a baby, got to meet his son, you know, like I, I stay involved, which is awesome. Oh, that's great. Right. Yeah. How long ago did you move to LA? Uh, 14 years ago when I started college, I, I moved out here for college. There's really no, I was like, I'm just going to college. And I remember one of my parents, <laughs> friend, one of my parents' friends being like, he's never coming back. And I was like, <laughs> and I did, I haven't come back. So. Of course. <laughs> That's what happened to my cousin. And he's out there in Venice, just, uh, just chilling. Um, yeah. But I, I saw you were at, uh, Red Rocks though. You had a show at Red Rocks. Yeah. That looked insane. I was jealous. That looked so in, cool, man. Yeah. I, was, I was in Denver, but uh, a little bit before that, and I, I missed out. I was so upset. Yeah, that was why. I mean, that was so I was opening for Zoo, uh, which is sick. You know, I'm, I know I've played with Zoo a few times. And that uh, the craziest part is that was my first show out of the pandemic. So I, like, hadn't played a show mm-hmm. in, like, a year. Oh, wow, yeah. Year. So I was like, <laughs> hey, just get ready. Just go play Red Rocks. Uh, but it was a great, I mean, I just, you know, practiced like crazy and uh, the show, like smashed the show. And that was like a great way to start, you know, come out of that and the winter uh, Falcon Winter Soldier placement, like really jump started things coming out of the, because the pandemic killed momentum for pretty, for most people. Yeah, sure did. Yeah, yeah, it really did. Yeah. Well, we're, you know, 
we're talking about zoo here. We're talking about came for the low. Let's let's talk about this first. Then we'll get into some Marvel. So, <laughs> of course, yeah. you know, we found you from that from that. Now we're huge fans. Me, Paul and Brian are all huge fans of yours. So tell us about how this came about. How did it come about to get the song on the show? Like, what was the interactions like? Um, is it through UN Zoo or, how, you know, how did that work with Marvel contacting about getting the song on? Uh, so, well, they have to clear it with both of us. Um, so, like, yeah, they have to email both because we both have ownership. But, dude, I, I don't know. I think Marvel's got to reach out to you. Like, they, yeah. they're so big. Like, I don't that's, know. Yeah. So, is that what it was? You just so got an email from, yes. from Marvel and you were like, holy shit, this is happening? I was like, well, well, no, it wasn't so obvious that, for, like, it was from a different company name. And then it was like, I think, and then they're like, oh, it's a Marvel show. I was like, cool. And then I was like, oh, I know what that is. I was like, I think that's yeah. cool. Yeah. But then you don't know what the the placement's going to be. Like, you're like, oh, is mm-hmm. it just going to be like 10 seconds in the background? Like, no one will really notice. And then, so yeah. So, but then when, the, I mean, the use obviously couldn't have been better. <laughs> they killed it with yeah. the use. And it was like, wow. I mean, that, that's sort of, uh, that's completely out of our control. You know, like right, how, right, they, right. how they're going to use it. It just... It just worked out that way. It was best so that, scene. I was like best scene away. in the show, man. It was yeah, so good. I, I was blown away. And Zoo, you know, Zoo thought it was cool, obviously, but like I was like, dude, do you get it? Like, we're, <laughs> yeah, this is we're in, the, we're in the MCU now. You he guys like, are yeah. canon. He was like, <laughs> yeah, that's officially. Cool. He was like, that's cool. I was like, no, it's really cool. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's the hilarious thing about it. Like, people make jokes about it when anything's brought up in the MCU. But technically, because your song is in the MCU, you as a person exist in the MCU. <laughs> yeah, no, we're on the Wikipedia. Like, it's uh, they made it. They made it official. There you go. Go. <laughs> well, you know, the funniest thing about it was, you know, we were talking about it on the podcast and. Obviously, we had to talk about the scene just because Zemo with his hilarious dance. But we all like at the same time, we're just sitting there. We're just like, that song's a banger, man. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And and we were like, this is awesome. And then everyone, it was blown up saying, bring out the Zemo cut, release the Zemo cut. We want the whole thing. And I'm pretty sure they released it. But like, didn't they release it with like a different song or something just to extend? Yeah, they released it with uh, what I think they may have like had been playing when they filmed like they didn't get and i i we would have totally given them clearance but it happened so fast like they didn't technically have the rights to use our whole song and they you know they probably didn't want to deal with negotiating if they thought we were going to do that if we had known like it was going to be such a scene that was going to get big i think like we probably could have had the forethought to be like they can use the full song if necessary like but yeah. we had, you know, we had no idea. Yeah, I mean, I immediately went on Instagram and just put your song over it, and <laughs> so, that, so yeah. that it was the right song. I was like, we released the real Zemo cut. <laughs> yeah, appreciate that. That's fun. yeah. I ruined that song for my girlfriend just because I, <laughs> whenever I like a song, like I just listen to it nonstop. Whenever I listen to music, it's that song's always first, um, and I played it like every day, like just getting home doing stuff. And she was like, all right. You need to stop with that. <laughs> and then Yabish came out. Yabish came out. And I was playing that all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love that song. The, like the yeah, whisper. Those have a similar vibe. A little bit similar vibe, yeah. Oh, man. The whisper drop is. Yeah. Go around I, it. Tell me what it's all about. <laughs> oh, my God. I was, the first time I heard it, I was like, all right, here we go. I was like, dude, why isn't there a whisper? Well, there was someone did some, did a kind of a whisper drop. But I was like, I think like I'm super happy with how that one turned out. 
Oh, it was phenomenal. Yeah. So, I mean, how many phone calls, texts, DMs, emails, whatever did you get after people knew that it was your song, whether it's family, friends, or just random people like us messaging you, telling you it was an awesome song? <laughs> it was a lot. I mean, that was crazy because I'm not a lot of placements have that kind of weight, uh, but it was like a re-release for the song. It was. Yeah. Which yeah. is like the weirdest sort of like fate. Cause like we put the song out only uh, like four months before the quarantine happened. Right. So like the song had, you know, it, it had a good initial run for sure, but there was more momentum to be built and it, you know, just got stopped, but that just like picked it right back up and was probably even bigger. You know, it, it was like a re-release for the song. So there was a lot of, a lot of tagging on socials, a lot of messages, a lot of people mm. recognizing it. Yeah, people from high school I haven't heard from. You can't <laughs> yeah. like, not a not a lot, but like some. Yeah, like, right. That was the first time that had happened. So um, awesome. yeah, <laughs> it was pretty big. Yeah, I mean, for me, I mean, I was actually surprised because I again we all liked it a lot and we I looked it up right away and I was like, Oh shit, it came out in 2019. Like I I totally missed it. And then this is what got me Falcon and the Winter Soldier is what got me introduced to it. Yeah. yeah, dude. I mean, getting a song out to be, it's a funny, it's a funny thing. Cause it definitely reached a bunch of people, but then you got to figure out, I mean, this was a great way to reach a completely new audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and, there's definitely, yeah. there's definitely like 12 year olds that are just MCU fans. that are just bumping the party <laughs> yeah, with 100%. right now because, because yeah, they love it, it so much. And being able to associate it with like something like that. And then obviously the scene was huge, you know, just being so funny and like mm-hmm. a big part of the show. It got meme status. I mean, honestly, yeah, yeah. the quality of the song aside, which is the song's a banger. We've already talked about that, but like that scene became a meme. Yep. It's yeah. It's awesome. You can yeah. And you just sort that's like the ideal. Like that's all what we want for sure, but we can't really somewhat out of our control. You just try and make like dope songs and like, you know, yeah. people, are, people are looking for that. I mean, that's like I used to work at a publishing, uh, like right out of college. I worked at a music publishing like placement house and uh i was asking my boss i was just like how you know what's the best way to get music placements he was like write hit songs i was like okay damn which i thought about earlier why did i think that exactly (laughs) (laughs) i mean especially with the mcu just if you think about like all the movies tv shows there's not too many good opportunities for came for the low to be placed perfectly and having Falcon <laughs> the winter soldier with Madripoor and Zemo, it literally was the perfect storm. Yes, totally. Thank, was, thank whoever made that happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> does that, the fact that your song is in Falcon and winter soldier, does that uh, affect your rating when you're uh, trying to decide which MCU show is your favorite? Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> Actually, I no, it doesn't because I've so I've somehow separated. Uh, I mean, I think it was a great it was a great show, but I've got uh, some other favorite characters. I've been a fan for a while, so. Well, um, here we go. Let's talk it then. Yeah. Let's talk about all of it. So we have, obviously, for this podcast, we covered the MCU TV shows mostly. We did cover the Spider Man trailer just because we had to, but WandaVision, Falcon, the Winter Soldier, Loki, What If. Let's talk about it all now, Hawkeye. So what's what's your favorite so far with all these shows that have come out? Are you caught up on Hawkeye? Yeah, I just watched okay, cool. So, yeah, I will. So, like, I'll just say overall, I love how they're building the storylines of like the different levels of hero, you know, like our more human street level heroes to like Eternals is like 
the next huge villain probably right. um i love how they're like doing that well because a lot of stuff that's going on 100 um so being able to separate it with the different characters to like fo- you know hawkeye gets to focus on the more street crime and mm-hmm. but my favorite i like the big stuff i really did like eternals uh, okay okay a lot. I, yeah i mean i guess my favorite show so far is falcon and winter soldier <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Well, Loki was very was really cool. Yeah, Loki and, like, was the awesome. Time time travel. Just thinking about that stuff was pretty pretty wild. The writing in Loki was ingenious. Yeah, yeah and Jonathan Majors is going to be so. I mean, he oh. was great. Yeah, and he's going to be awesome. Some, I think what some people don't get, well, pro- they probably wouldn't unless they like looked more into it. But that he was like he wasn't Kang. He was like a variant who wasn't as evil. Like I saw mm-hmm. some people being like, "Oh, he wasn't that crazy. He wasn't evil." It's like, well, no, like. The crazy thing is there's like infinite yep. versions of him. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. What, We talked about that on the podcast, too. There's just so many different versions of Kang. We're going to have Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania Kang. It's not going to be the same Kang. It's going to be a totally different Kang. So, yeah, I mean, he could be the big, big bad for phase four. He has potential and, you know, it is limitless with this character. Yeah, yeah they really. No, no, oh, I was, I was just the big, big bad, and then like I'm curious what you guys think about like the Shang Chi post credit scene. Well, Shang Chi was so good, also. I mean, yeah, they're all. I mean, we just got announced that Shang Chi, Shang Chi two is coming out. We're getting that. We have the post credit scenes for Eternals. Uh, spoiler alert: we have a little Blade action going on. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's crazy how. It is cool, like you were saying, the street level of Hawkeye. I mean, for a while, we kind of got away from that. Even Falcon and the Winter Soldier, all the stuff in Madripoor, kind of street level kind of stuff. Even though Flag Smashers and Zemo were, you know, they're they're a bigger deal. But just having going back to the street level, because, I mean, I was a huge fan of that Netflix Daredevil and and shows like that. So the fact that we can go back to that and we're not always going to be you know, huge Avengers level threat, you know, it's, it's good to have all different versions. Yeah. We have kind of had two of each, uh, Falcon and the winter soldier and Hawkeye being the street level. And then the cosmic entities, Loki and WandaVision, because I feel like WandaVision, they were exploring some of those really big villains or, or heroes with powers, but I agree. It has been good. Uh, and Ray, my question for you would be, what are your opinions of Hawkeye, the character? Because through the MCU, we have it, he's been in it, since Avengers one, but we really haven't gotten the spotlight on him. Are you like a Hawkeye fan since you're a big Marvel buff? Uh, Cause Jimmy, I know you have a, you have a soft spot for Hawkeye. I do have a soft spot for Hawkeye. Yep. I, uh, he was there. He's not like, wasn't my favorite, but I, I love that. He, I love how they make him so self-aware of like his place with all these crazy superheroes and stuff. Like they use yeah. him, they use him really well. And he, uh, no, he's really, he's a great. And I think, with so much stuff in the MCU, like as he's been in more and now this show too, it's like making him a stronger character in everything, which is like the genius of what they do for sure. It's crazy because I mean, with the show, it's almost like, even though it's only four episodes out right now, it's, it's almost as much screen time that like he might've had like in all the Avengers movies, just because it's a solely a show focused on him. And to go off what you were saying about, you know, Clint is very self-aware about his position. Yeah, like he's literally in the first Avengers standing on a roof shooting bows and arrows at aliens. And in the second Avengers, Age of Ultron, he's like trying to give the hype up to Wanda. And he gave the whole speech of like, hey, like 
there's a giant killer robot out yeah. there, and I have a bow and arrow. Like, yeah. come on, just like just try to step up and do your job. Yeah, yeah. right. I think that uh, was especially because in the first one he like was mind controlled because of Loki the whole time. Yeah. So yeah. like, all right, we'll give you real good scenes in Age of Ultron. Don't worry. Well, Jeremy Renner kind of didn't he give Marvel pushback for that? Like, hey, I signed up to be a superhero, not this guy who's a zombie under Loki. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure he's like a huge character actor. I mean, all, a lot of the movies and TV shows he does are for specifically the character. And he came into the MCU thinking he's going to be <clears throat> Hawkeye. And, you know, Avengers came out and he was he pretty much like said in an interview, I was pretty much a mindless, you know, zombie. Like I was just taken over by Loki and I didn't get to really act. I was just a robot. Um, and a lot of people back then were like nervous he was going to leave and be done with it. I mean, we saw Edward, Edward Norton do what he did. And but of course, he stayed in, you know, I mean, now he's getting his spotlight finally. But the ironic thing about it is he's getting his spotlight. But is, is it going to be the passing of the torch spotlight? We, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it'll still be around. But, you know, Kate Bishop's going to take over, for, you know, maybe the Young Avengers, whatever. But um, hopefully, you know, he sticks around. Yeah, I hope they don't kill. I hope they don't, they don't kill him in the series. Yeah, so. I totally yeah. agree. Oh, I didn't even think of that. No, that's all I'm gonna have in my head. <laughs> I thought someone else. I had thought I had heard saw at a. Well, I guess it's always a possibility, but yeah, him with like having just gotten his family back. Like I, that would be that'd be too much. I think if they, I hope they don't kill him. <laughs> yeah, speaking of his family, um, I had no idea. Was this like general knowledge that his wife Laura was? What what was she like? She was speaking German. Did she just know that? Was she like an old agent? Jimmy, so I'm looking right at you. Yeah, you're looking at me, right? Because so there's the like there's, there's versions of of her that exist. Like they used her character. She came from the Ultimates Ultimate Comics, and she existed for like a second. But then in the normal comics, it's uh, Hawkeye has a wife who's Mockingbird, and she is actually in Agents of Shield. It's um, Adrian Palicki, maybe or something. Her name is I forget. Bobby Morse, but um, if you're a Friday Night Lights fan, you'll know who she is. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, people were actually wondering, and I'll ask you guys this. I mean, people were wondering what whose watch that is. And you know, we're talking about someone whose cover could get blown. His wife has never been on screen, not at their house almost making it seem like she's someone who can't have her cover be blown and like maybe a former agent. And it's very weird that they decided in the show to make her not be there in the beginning for their little vacation thing. There was no real reason that she wasn't there. And yeah. it would have been, um, it would have been easier storytelling for Marvel. If there isn't a reason to have her be there, because then they'll just be like, go home with mom and I'll take care of the rest, you know? Yeah. So is she is it her watch? Why would she call her husband in talking in another language and be like, yo, we got a problem with this watch, bro? <laughs> so my only quote or the only thing to add to that is that she would have had to be a, like a pretty high profile agent, because otherwise, why would the tracksuit mafia be so fixated on getting this watch? Like, yeah, why I would mean, they blow up a uh, auction just to attain this watch of a former agent who's clearly just a housewife now, you know? Yeah, I mean, but do they know that she's a housewife because she's, yeah, you know, that's true. You know what I'm saying she's in hiding. Who knows? I mean, right. Yeah. What do you think? It does. Uh, well, just because of her, the language, you know, the way she switched to German or whichever language that yeah. was. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, there's more. There's definitely more to her than whatever. I don't know if it's related to the watch. I'm super. Yeah. I thought other people would have already known. I thought that was going to be like a reference to something, but I guess that's like part of the mystery. Which uh, so we'll find out. But I heard. I heard that she was possibly an agent. That would make sense. That's interesting yeah. because thinking back to Age of Ultron, there at all the Avengers are at their farm, like the Clint's farm. And yeah. uh, when they're doing the whole wood chopping scene and uh, Lara walks up to Tony and is like, Hey, can you go f- fix the tractor real quick? Clint said you would take care of it. And that was really just to go and get Tony and Nick Fury into a conversation. Why was Lara the one the to like woman. the <laughs> catalyst to get that going mean yeah. and fury must have known she was like a good manipulator of people someone yeah. that he could tell go do this for yeah. me real quick yeah yeah or at least knows fury i mean that's, that's also, crazy the other clue that supports this is clint just texted her and be, was yeah. like yeah run a background check on <laughs> sloan ltd Ew, and she yeah. in 10 minutes was just like oh yeah they're doing some shady stuff this is the ceo like they have connections to the tracksuit mafia like Typical mom isn't yeah, being yeah, able to pull right. all that knowledge. You know, well, that's, that's more than social uh, social media like stalking. Yeah, that was right. like straight up like gear. Like you must have. I went high on tech. Facebook, and this is what I found. <laughs> yeah, someone had the possible connection to secret somehow to secret invasion too, because that's coming up. Oh hell yeah! So like, and that's like things like anyone could be a scroll. It's like yep. who even knows like what they're gonna do. That I mean, did you? Are you a comic fan too, or just an MCU fan? Uh, much more MCU fan. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Secret Invasion, the comics, was just ridiculous. So that's what I personally can't wait for. I mean, Kevin Feige did come out and say, like, it's not going to be at the level the comics version was because it was like every freaking huge character was in it. It was like an Avengers. It would be like an Avengers movie, but obviously we know it's a TV show. Um, But yeah, they're going to they're going to blow our minds with some scrolls. And I was actually when we're sitting there watching with his wife, at first, she's talk. I didn't realize she was talking in code, and she says like our friend, and I thought she was talking about who she like called to get the info for for you know for Hawkeye. I thought she was like use she he, you know she was the middle woman. Like he was like, yo, can you yeah yeah? But then mm-hmm. she starts using the code, and I'm like, oh, we're talking about something in front of the kids here. And then she mm-hmm. goes to a different language, and I'm like, all right, there's something going on with this chick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's super smart. Like she knows what she's doing. It's all very intentional. Yeah, I was also just told like two days ago that it's the same actress that plays Velma from Scooby Doo. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, never she connected is... those dots, and she's phenomenal. Yeah, she's the best. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's in a she's lot fantastic. of stuff, man. Talk yeah, about first rain. time I ever saw her is Grandma's Boy. You know? <laughs> yeah, she was the uh, the bot, or yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's hysterical. She's Speaking... in a well, what's the show that, that that that's pretty big right now with Christina Applegate too? Um, it's on mm. Netflix. Uh, Don't put me on the Dead spot, to me. Jimmy. Dead to me. Is that it? That sounds right. Yeah, she's she's I've one of the stars of that. Oh, she was man. in Bloodline. I mean, she's been killing it lately. That's why I was surprised that they were getting her for very, very small spots in a lot of movies or shows. But maybe they've it's always been a thing that she's been promised eventually to get more of a, a spotlight. I mean, she's never going to be a huge character, but I feel like when the MCU comes knocking, yeah, there's a there's a lot of people that would just blindly say yes. Just well, to be, let's talk just to Ray about that. I mean, they came knocking for him and he said yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, I it, I think uh, well, I know from my perspective, definitely. But I think 
for a lot of actors. I mean, they're like not a lot of movies that read that make this level. Yeah. uh, You know, publicity and, you know, like money basically. So yeah, I would imagine a lot of people are, it sounds like from the interviews too, of like people that have gotten in more recently, like Angelina Jolie or Selma Hayek, like, yep. It sounds like most people are probably pretty hyped to get the the chance. Yeah, hell yeah, get your foot in the <laughs> door. Keanu yeah. Reeves yeah. said he wants he wants in. It's like give it yeah. to him, give him something. Yeah, <laughs> yes. get him in immediately. Yeah, I mean, look look at Paul Rudd. Like he signed oh up for God. to be Ant Man, and then you know nobody knew where that was going to go, and now he's going to have one of the most pivotal uh, movies, pretty basically based around him going forward. Yeah, how did Ant Man finesse? Three movies in the MCU. I never would have dreamt that they would have been all good. Yeah. I mean, Paul Rudd's the man, you know? He is. Sexiest man of the year. Yeah, Yeah, he was. They do do such a great job at like picking which characters because, yeah, I never would have expected Ant Man to be like the best, the coolest, but like he's not even about, he like plays his role as sort of like funny one. And then obviously the, the PIM technology is like pivotal. Oh, yeah. which we would never would have known and you know they like must have thought all that out i mean i hope they did i hope it wasn't just blind luck the yeah pim era <laughs> episode three was pretty cool uh, i was yep. gonna say now that we brought up pim tech like what do you guys think about that arrow because isn't isn't pim tech like incredibly rare or is that just an end game because you know pim got dusted and there was nobody there to recreate it probably like, at the time i mean obviously no matter what pim tech is gonna be like I mean, Hawkeye himself says it. He's like, I had one. That's it. Can't I don't yeah. have any more, you know? So he's like, and they're not all my trick hours. So we have to go get them from the, from the, what are they? The LARPers or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the LARPers got to hook us up. <laughs> I am so happy they brought the LARPers back. Yeah. Because Emily was like, LARPers? What's, what's LARPers? I was like, oh, come on, M. Like, you've seen them. You've seen them around uh, your college. They were on yeah. campus with the, the foam swords and everything. Live action role playing. She's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I know, <laughs> you know, man. And then Clint walking in like the most serious stone cold faced uh, like person just walking in and like people are screaming like ice wall, like fireball around. Yeah, him. Like, the way he handled that was perfect. Jeremy Renner is very good at portraying kind of this like really gritty dude, but also having 100% dad vibes at the same time, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. a very like gentle, gritty guy. I think he does yeah. a great job. Yeah. He's so nice. He definitely has the all fan comedy too to him. Like he's not trying to be funny, but he has some (laughs) funny lines. Well, in episode one, when he pulls down Kate Bishop's hood, um, yeah, was that one? No, whatever. Uh, It was uh, he pulls down. He's about to he's about to punch her, and he's like, "Oh, like come on, you gotta be kidding me!" And like him just walking up, and uh, like earlier with the bag, the bag of air, she was like, "This is my bag." Yeah, he just stands there. He's like. Okay, <laughs> like didn't know what to do, and he plays it great. So moving on to, I mean, we stick, we could stick with Hawkeye, but let's actually let's talk some Yelena Belova. Actually, I mean, I was gonna are, say, Paul and uh, Brian, are you guys caught up with Black Widow? I know you saw Brian, right? Finally watched yeah, okay. it last week. Yeah, right. You saw it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So Yelena Belova, she's back. She's awesome too. What do you think, Ray, when when you saw her? Did you know it was going to be her when she's under the mask? Or, I mean, I think the trailer for three into four showed someone with the mask on and people were thinking it was going to be her. We we figured she was probably going to come from the post credit scenes of um, a Black Widow. 
But did, were yeah. you guessing that was going to be her when you saw her? No, I wasn't really. I don't watch the trailers for the. I like to just kind of watch. So okay. I wasn't. I didn't really know it was coming. I don't think. But no, no, I thought it was really cool, and I think that was the exact like the call that Kate Bishop's mom. I can't remember her name. Made I think was like right at the end. The end credit scene of Black Widow. That's what it seemed like. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. So you're saying you think she's calling? Um, that would be what's Madame Hydra's Colin, name? Yeah, Colin Val. Colin yeah, Val. Hayden. There you go. We're the uh, we're the ones who's supposed to know we're talking about. You got us here. <laughs> yeah, I told That's you. Awesome. I watched it. Yeah, I watched, man. Well, because like I forgot that she brings up the photo of Clint. Like that's yep. the first target, and that should have been her first appearance in the MCU. But with COVID, it got kind of like switched around. Clint. And it yeah. ended up being Falcon and the Winter Soldier was her first appearance. So yep. I, it's interesting because I think Falcon Winter Soldier was way perfect. Like yeah. if, if she just walked in, if if all you saw of her was the end of uh, wow, Black, Widow. Black Widow, Jesus, Black. like, would you know who that like, do you, would you think she is going to have as big of a part going forward? Does she even say unless there was reshoots? Does she even say to Yelena who what her full name is in the in the post credit scene? I can't remember. I mean, obviously she says it in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I don't. Think so she in does. the post credit scene, it seems like they already knew, knew each, each other. other. Yeah, that's what I yeah. figure. So I she figure said, like, she oh, yeah. said you're not supposed to be bothering me on like my time off or my right. holiday or something. So I feel like. To people that aren't like huge comic fans, that would have been a hard intro for her just because Madam Hydra, Val, like whatever you want to call her. If you're just looking at the actress, if she doesn't say like she did to, you know, U.S. agent, hey, my name is Val Fontaine, like whatever the whole thing is, you know, I feel like that was a way better intro than than the after credit scene. But again, they probably knew it was all going to be back to back and. I mean, they know best. Who am I to say what's better? You know. <laughs> However, from a Marvel production perspective, they might have liked keeping it a little bit ambiguous so that they could have people online being like, who the hell is this chick? Why is she yeah. talking to Yelena? But I agree. Fat Dubs was a great entrance for her. And I, in both teams, she she was just kind of recruiting these people or assigning them to tasks. So yep. she's like assembling a squad, obviously. Kate's mom, if, if that does end up being confirmed, though, which would be so cool, Kate's mom calling Val. That would uh, be sweet, yeah. Would be, like, the first connection, like, crossing over with Hawkeye, right? <clears throat> I think yeah. that's the only one who's got so Yeah, far. there's, like, a weird thing where, obviously, her husband, well, her fiancé, I guess, has a connection to Hawkeye in the comics. And me and Brian talked to uh, the girls, the relatable pod about this. He's the swordsman. He's a character in the comics. And he was actually the person who taught Hawkeye all pretty much all of his skills when he was younger. So there is a connection, but I don't think they're going to go there. Obviously, unless they faked not knowing each other when they sat down at the table, they don't seem to know each other. So that background's yeah. probably not going to be a thing, but he's still going to be the swordsman just because it, we know by his skills and by his exact name. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if the mom is actually like connected bad in some way, sketchy somehow, or if she's really in the dark and she's just a security, you know, owning this security business and she's looking after her daughter and she knows Val from some kind of connection. I have no idea. Yeah. So they're definitely trying to make us think that Jack is the bad guy. But as the series is progressing, I'm starting to think that it is Eleanor. That's the mastermind. And she might be framing Jack. Okay. Um, 
And the one thing that was really suspect that Eleanor did was when she was walking Clint out and she has the sob story like, my daughter's not a superhero. I can't lose her. And Clint's like, yeah, I kind of agree with that. She was just like, oh, so you'll completely drop this case. And he's yeah, like, right. well, no, I can't do that, Eleanor. But, you know, I'll keep her safe. I think she's sus. That's all I'm saying, Jim. I agree. Yeah. I think she's a little sus. Yeah. Okay. Well, so my question would be, well, now that's not the only thing I'm thinking. So that makes a great point. Damn it, B Toms. But <laughs> the first in the first episode when we're watching the stepdad at the auction, he yeah. is douchey though, because he is like he's saying You could be a douche is, and not be a villain, man. You can be a douche without being <laughs> a villain. The person was like, Oh, you don't you. have that kind of money. And oh, that's fucked up. He's <laughs> like, Oh, you don't have that type of money. And he's like, Yeah, but I'm married to somebody that does. Yeah. So I was like, all right. If maybe well, you were just flexing in front of like your your old friend and you lost your character. Well, that's his moment. uncle. And his I'm pretty uncle, sure the yeah. line was that I'm, I'll inherit it. Didn't he say like it wasn't the line more about his inheritance than his wife? It was. Yeah. You're right. So, I mean, we know that he has reasons to kill this guy. And we also know that it was a sword. Who, I mean, I'm still down with Eleanor being bad or whatever it is. Um, she really doesn't have a counterpart in the comics. It, she has a little bit of a of a part in the comics and she's just sketchy, quote unquote, like she's not straight up villain or anything, but she's, you know, a little sketchy. So I have no idea where they're going to go with it. Again, Marvel's really good at mixing and matching characters when they need to or, or giving somebody more to do or less to do. So, you know, the swordsman slash Jack, whatever you want to call him, you know, he's going to be cool. We'll see what happens in the next two episodes. We I mean, we were talking about this before and, you know, Ray, it's. For for you watching, I mean, we have six episodes for Hawkeye, and we've already had the swordsman be introduced. We're we're having Kate Bishop get her main spotlight to be introduced. We're having Yelena coming in. We have Maya Echo coming in. We have Kingpin probably coming. I mean, they're doing all this stuff in six episodes, and we almost joked about not covering this on the podcast because we thought it was going to be more of like a sideshow and not a big deal. And we're getting a lot of stuff here. So what? Do you, yeah, what are you thinking about all these intros? What do you think about Echo? Maybe Kingpin? Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know a lot about Echo, um, but, but I, they're making a sh- an Echo show, right? So yeah. she's definitely mm-hmm. going to be yeah. So she's going to be big. But Kingpin, I'm I'm super. I was just sort of thinking about uh, like what, like how big of a threat King Kingpin could become because he definitely can become like somewhat of not. Not Kang, obviously, but he right. could be a major villain. Um, and then also like the connection with the power broker and the ten rings. Like I wonder if yeah. that because those are all like the human supervillain sort of things that yep. we know right now. Yeah. It's uh, almost like there's like yeah. two levels. It's like earth earthly threat and then like otherworldly yeah. threat. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean so Kingpin, Kingpin would be like, yeah. Yeah. Be- I mean, his whole thing is he can just be the guy who hires someone ridiculously strong to, to, you know, pretty much what he always does, even though he is himself supposed to be, you know, however you want to say he's, he's huge. He's a, he's, he can fight, you know, we've seen him in the comics and the, and the other entities that he's been in. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we even have like Sharon, the power broker. We don't know who she was talking to on the phone. I mean, again, like you're saying, there could be a connection to Kingpin or something. If we're going lower tier street level kind of things, but you know, we even Ray, we even talked about maybe Sharon herself's a scroll. You know, she Has might be. be, you know, she might be. We've been talking about how sketchy it was with the blip and how she became the power broker and how they actually said she was blipped. So how did she have time to become the power broker and get all that power? 
So, you know, she's our like number one suspect for one of the big scroll reveals. Oh, wow. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. It was the Falcon Winter Soldier finale and, and Jimmy hit us with that. And I was like, all right, like confirmed because as Jimmy was saying, how is Sharon who was blipped for all those years, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier takes what about three six months or months, something, three to six, six months, months or something. Yeah. I think one of his is three after everybody got snapped back. So how are you going from literally just coming back to life to being the power broker in that short amount of time? It's like, it's gotta be yeah. some fancy business going and scrolls is with, you know, secret invasion going. That's it's number one suspect. Yeah. I can see that. I can see yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, the confirmation that she was blipped is pretty small. I mean, it, it is in, I believe, end game where it's just like on their screen at, when they're trying to figure out their plans. And it's a list of people that were blipped and Sharon's on the list. So someone pointed that out during Falcon and the Winter Soldier when they were trying to figure out if it makes sense that she's the power broker or how she could be the power broker. So, I mean, Secret Invasion is going to be awesome, but I, but we have so many things coming. We have Moon Knight. We have... Oh geez, they met. They announced so many at that Disney <laughs> as at that yeah. Disney Plus thing. It was I couldn't believe it. And we, I think we were saying, Paul, on the last podcast, it was either you or Brian that said that there's like 36 Marvel things in development right now. That's, so it's crazy. It's insane. And like you were saying earlier about how we kind of didn't put respect on what this TV show was going to be. We thought it was just going to be something we could cast off to the side. It seems like every single one of these shows or movies that they're putting out has major implications for the rest of the MCU. So nothing is going to be insignificant, or at least that's my expectation. Agreed. I just... I just can't wait for Spider-Man. It's like one week away, but it's just too far. Well, I mean, people were joking, saying there's huge rumors that there was going to be an after credit scene for this episode of Hawkeye that just happened where it was going to actually show Kingpin and the actor. I'm sorry, I forget his name, Vincent something um, from Daredevil, you know, being revealed finally. And, you know, it was a huge rumor. Everyone thought it was coming and, and it was somebody that actually like knows things. So we were, they were like surprised that it didn't happen. And now people are saying we might get Kingpin's reveal next episode and Charlie Cox as Daredevil in Spider-Man in a week, all within next week, all happening yeah. at once for the for the Spider-Man and, you know, next Hawkeye episode. So we could be clapping our hands for our Daredevil homies. I just we- can't see like the whole multiverse thing getting wrapped up in one movie. I mean, I guess I could see it, but like, I I just keep thinking, what are the chances like these characters from other timelines, like come in and kind of stick around. I mean, this is supposedly the next phase of the MCU. So, I mean, it took a long stretch of movies to take down Thanos. So I feel like Kang is going to be the same kind of level of threat. It's going to take a few movies to deal with him. Yeah, I mean, we have Multiverse of Madness. We're obviously going to have Loki season two. There's going to be a lot of multiverse talk, you know, and that's their next big thing. I mean, Foggy said too, like Thanos was their first 10 years and now they're going cosmic for the next however many years. So, you know, it's a lot of a lot of options here. We got Fantastic Four coming. We could have Galactus. I mean, can you freaking imagine Galactus on screen as like an actual? I mean, it was cool when they they, they had the what if thing with Ultron looking like Galactus, but putting him on screen as an, I mean, he's a world eater, like literally. (laughs) Yeah. That was one of the things about Eternals. That was so dope. The way they represented uh, the Celestials. I was like, 
it, I, you know, I never could have imagined like representing that scale like that. Well, right. Right. That was, that was pretty cool. Now, what are you thinking for Spider-Man? Are you thinking, well, actually let's do, let's do this first. Okay. So Paul and Brian, did you see Venom too? No, I did not. But did you see the after credit scene? Yes. Okay. Now, Ray, have you seen Venom? No, I just saw the after credits. Me too. Me too. (laughs) Now, my problem is like I I had an issue where I was just like all those dropped at once, like not at once, but all very, very close together with Eternals and Shang-Chi and Venom and stuff. And I just missed out on Venom. But I obviously had to see the after credit scene. So, Paul, have you been spoiled on this or no? Well, here we go on the podcast. We're going to spoil your ass. Uh, so after, after credit scene confirms that Venom's going to be in the MCU. Okay. So there's really? like, the, there's an after credit scene, not too important. Like what they're cu- talking about. Actually, it could be pretty important, but they're sitting there on vacation. Pretty much when I say they, I mean, Tom Hardy and Venom, and they're doing their whole back and <laughs> forth buddy thing talking. And Venom's actually talking about him being a symbiote and him having like billions and millions of, you know, it's basically he's part of a symbiote and he knows all he's pretty much telling Tom Hardy's character. He knows all. And next thing you know, there's like a huge flash. The room changes and he's sitting there and he's like, what the hell did you do to Venom? And Venom was like, I didn't do that. And then he looks on the TV and Tom Hardy or Tom, Tom Holland's being revealed as Peter Parker in the news on TV. And then like Venom goes up to him and kind of like licks him and, you know, like <laughs> what are you serious? That is so cool. We were talking about that and saying, oh, like, it'll never happen because, you know, when Venom came out, technically, like, uh, they didn't have the rights or something to actually bring him in. Well, that was the whole Sony thing. And I mean, now that they're in this huge partnership with Sony, they both were like, we're all in now. So there's going to be all types of. Oh, that's cool. That's cool to know. Yeah, I mean, uh, they should be. Why Why the hell wasn't it like this from the start? Like, come on now. The problem (laughs) is that you need Feige on Sony's side to be like, all right, I'm going to watch over these movies and make sure you do them <laughs> right because you've made some shitty ones. So, <laughs> yeah. so I, I don't know how that man like operates. He has so much on his plate. Like he oversees pretty much all MCU shows and like, he doesn't write everything, but like he gives the thumbs up, right? Like, yeah, he, he's got to clear it. And I don't dog. understand he's how he can country. have like, that would be so cool. He's already bald. <laughs> Yeah. is he um, actually bald he always wears a hat so i don't i don't know, know. i just so. <laughs> <laughs> but he's the man yeah and thank god for him so ray what are you thinking for spider-man well i, I think it's gonna be sick yeah I, mean, I, I don't i think like it's been so hyped but i still think it's gonna it's gonna be pretty cool we you gonna I, get well, toby and andrew what are you saying I think I it seems like it yeah, seems like that yeah sure. I think so. it also <laughs> seems like there's going to be like either like Miles Morales or Gwen Stacy, maybe not in this movie, but like, yeah, coming, coming right, which is really cool. We're getting uh, another uh Spider Verse, like the animated one. We're getting another one yeah. of those, right? Yeah, I, I think yeah. it just came oh, out, yeah, actually. Spider Gwen, and she's that's Haley Steinfeld, too, the voice actress for that, yeah. yeah. So she's yeah. killing it now. Ooh, that would be kind of cool. And yeah, I definitely. I mean, I'm, I think the the Spider-Man No Way Home multi, and then Doctor Strange 2, like mm. those seem like they're going to be pretty connected in dealing with the multiverse. So I don't know. I don't really have many predictions. I mean, it definitely seems like Tom, Toby and Andrew are in yeah. it. Yeah, they have. I've, it does seem like Venom. Like, why would they have that Venom post credit scene? And then Venom's not in this movie. Yeah, like agreed. Totally That's agreed. Like, seems to be what they're holding back. 
And then I saw I saw a cool article that was like one some villain in the future has been going to become like a mentor for young heroes. I did and like see that. that yeah. could be Doc Ock because Doc Ock seems to be like fighting with Spider-Man. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. seem to be evil in this one. Totally yeah. agree with that. And I did see that article too. That I didn't think Doc Ock, but that's actually really good. I never really I didn't really think into it. You know that would explain why his octopus tentacles have stark tech now yeah. because maybe he flips sides and they were just like all right let's hook this guy up with some cool <laughs> tentacles yeah, yeah i mean yeah. i don't is it when he first shows good. up it's obviously like we talked about this during the trailer podcast the first trailer we didn't do one for the second but mm-hmm. we actually talked about this where he shows up and he goes and he's talking hey, peter to- <laughs> he's talking, i was like what the hell dude um yeah but he's saying hey peter but then we were saying we never see tom holland revealed and and it is confirmed that he looks at him and goes you're not you know you're not peter and then we get the second trailer where he's saying you're not the peter parker i know so it seems like if he doesn't give a shit if it's you know he's not a technically against spider-man he's against his peter for whatever reason even though we know that from are you know the movie which back then was awesome still awesome spider-man 2 you know it, he was mainly evil because you know the thing zapped in his neck and it messed with his brain and the kind right. of the tentacles took over so that'll be something they either have to explain or just be like we don't care we're just gonna do our own thing um but again they could do whatever the hell they want because jamie yeah. fox isn't blue as electro doc ox alive you know we know he dies they could do whatever the hell they want and i'm fine with all of it they do such a good job with the trailers like like, I feel like they've only showed us. Well, now, now, like some of those scenes later in scenes seem later in the movie. But a lot of that seems probably like the first 20 minutes of the movie. Like, yeah, a lot of that fighting and stuff. Yeah. Um, did, not you see, away too much. did you see the um, pictures and the video of the trailer showing Lizard getting punched by the invisible man? Yeah. 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 So who? So you thinking that's one of the spider? I mean, my take is either it's obviously Andrew or Toby or Venom. You know, it could be Venom, but yeah, that I mean, why would it why would they erase someone yeah. who wasn't one of those three characters? Yeah, yeah exactly. That yeah. when you were talking about that mentor, uh, an old enemy being a mentor, that's really cool. Um, I don't know if you ever played the Spider-Man for uh, PS4, the first one, not the Miles Morales one, but like the whole story is you are being mentored by Doc Ock. And, mm-hmm. you know, oh, the same wow. thing, the same really? thing that happens. Yeah. Like. Peter is working for uh, Dr. Octavius in a lab before um, he's Doc Ock. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's in, you know, he's building the technology that eventually drives him mad, but like he is Peter's mentor and teaches him a whole lot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like in the, in, I don't know. I, I don't have full knowledge on old school Spider-Man comics with like how all that shit went down, but I mean, in the video game, Paul, like he actually helps Spider-Man with a suit and stuff. Remember, he catches Well, he thinks that Peter is helping Spider-Man, but he, you know, he helps with the suit, even though he's not actually knowing it's Peter who's Spider-Man. But yeah, I mean, Peter is, you know, in the comics, in the Spider-Man 2 movie and, you know, the video game, Doc Ock is like a lesser Norman Osborn to everybody in the world like he is smarter and he pretty much figure out everything and then Norman is the typical I took over and I got all the credit you know and Peter's like the only one who always works with Doc Ock and won't go to to Oscorp and you know pretty much believes in him works for free sometimes you know so they're really like close but then it's just the turn 
that why it sucks so bad for Peter when he, you know, when he turns into a villain. So, I mean, that would be really cool if, uh, you know, if they keep Alfred Molina in as Doc Ock for more than just this one movie. Yeah. And they kind of like the role of like Tony, like super tech genius on the, in the fold, like, isn't there. I mean, I know, I know Peter Parker, I know Tom Holland's, although all the Peter Parkers are super smart, but yeah. He hasn't really like Doc Ock would be like an inventor sort of. Oh yeah, type. yeah. There's that would be really good vacuum that needs and to be filled. Yeah, yeah. I mean, genius. Yeah. <laughs> and even when it comes to like Bruce being really smart, he's more like I think he says it a lot. He's not more. He's more like the physicist, not the tech kind of guy. So Doc Ock would be cool to have around. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, they got to figure out some way to surprise us. I mean, every every prediction in the world has been made. They got to hopefully have something. Yeah, right. (laughs) I totally, totally (laughs) forgot about uh, speaking of Hulk, She-Hulk's going to come out like they a few of those uh, screenshots or stills got released uh, by Mark Ruffalo. So it's that's just like, holy shit. How many stories are you going to be able to intertwine together? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Insane. Yeah, we. I mean, we could have Charlie Cox showing up. A lot of people think he's going to show up at least for a cameo just to introduce him. Kevin Feige came out like this week and said, if Daredevil is in the MCU, it will be played by Charlie Cox. So we're confirmed that Charlie Cox is Daredevil. We just don't know when or if he's coming, but we do know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the weird comment to make if he's not. Yeah. (laughs) So, Ray, what did you think about the what if show a lot of people it was pretty polarizing because you know some people you know it, it it's canon because it's multiverse and anything can happen and then it just can be erased and whatever um but you know obviously there was a lot of it was polarizing some people didn't like it as much some people thought it was really awesome what, what did you think so for me that was like sort of the potential throwaway and then it was not at all i thought yeah. like they actually made like an avengers little series out of it mm-hmm Dude, I mean, the power of Ultron was, like, pretty insane. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like they'll probably bring that, explore that again somehow. Because that was, like, way... That was, like, so scary. I mean, you just, like, split Thanos in half. No at all. And I did more. I, like, I was, like, was that stupid? Like, that they did. And I read more, and I was, like, no. And then when you watch Endgame... uh, Or Infinity War, I mean, like, the first thing they do is, like, weaken Vision. Yeah. That's like, true. Oh, that's right. Like he, they stab the stone and they stab him through like the chest also. So he's like, just not, mm. he can't even fight at all. Yeah. It was probably intentional, I guess. Yeah. Like, Ultron with the infinity stones was a freaking awesome villain. You know? Yeah. So cool. Oh yeah. So I thought that was cool. And I thought it was a really clever, I mean, again, they're so smart about what they do. Like to be able to explore really explore like the possibilities in the multiverse. I thought that was a great, like a animated series like that. Yeah. We were supposed to try. Yeah. As opposed to trying to do all live action or like fit in these random stories. I thought Mm -hmm. that worked. Yeah. Yeah, We were saying how cool it is. Like we we're fine with 20 seasons of it just because the possibilities are endless because it's an animated, you could do whatever you want. And you know, things that you can't see in live action can be seen in this animated venue. And it's just really cool. And we thought, you know, especially from the beginning that it might just be, you know, one shot episodes that don't really mean anything to each other. And then and then we start getting the Guardians of the Multiverse and they actually went with this big bad that they had to build up episodes to defeat. I just thought it was a really, really good show. 
Yeah, I was really impressed. I mean, that was when I just started just watching, you know, just because I'm a Marvel. I was like, oh, check it out. And yeah, wait, it seems like uh, Captain Carter is going to come. Yeah. Live action. Yeah. Yeah, there's rumors she'll show up in Multiverse of Madness, I think. Oh, wow. There's a a couple seeds that they could just harvest any point they want. I mean, the last episode left Killmonger and who was it? Yeah. Ultron. Yeah, well, no, it was Killmonger and uh, oh, it was the dude oh, from Hydra. Oh, 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 yeah, oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was in this. Ultron's body? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it left those two locked in this eternal battle, just being watched over by Doctor Strange, who he himself is locked for eternity in this little bubble. So they could revisit any of those two whenever they mm. want. Yeah, and I would love that. And the Watcher, the Watcher will probably. Maybe not now, like in like maybe in a few movies from now on, like Cosmic yeah. Scale, he'll come back. But I feel like they were setting that up also. I would Definitely. love if now that they've introduced us to the character, they do some of those shots where like if anything big is happening in the MCU, they just He's have watching. the watcher in the background, yeah. just like checking it out. Not interfering, but just like not interfering. There. Yeah, I mean, oh, my God. I would yeah. lose it if this they, new Spider-Man movie, if, if when Tom and um, Tom, when Peter, <laughs> <laughs> Peter and uh, Doctor Strange are like meeting together and like doing, we obviously see there's like a whole spell that goes on. It's like the Watcher is in the background. I would just, I would just give them nothing but applause because that would be perfect. Yeah. I feel like for the most part, Foggy can't do wrong, man. I mean, he hasn't, <laughs> there really hasn't been too many, even when, you come out and say like, here's our ranking of the MCU movies. And you go down to like Thor, the dark world or whatever at the bottom with, or, you know, whatever they are, Iron Man too. I still enjoyed them. I still have fun. You know, I mean, I've never really been like that was shit and I'm pissed. I watched it, you know, yeah, very few the, things. I feel like the floor at this point is a six out of 10 and that's yeah. still like a decent product. Well, no, I agree. I like, and I think just the way, like, I always heard the second Thor movie, like, was not very good. So I never saw it. But then after Infinity War, I like, well, I was like, all right, well, now I got to go back and watch that. And like, I watched yeah. a bunch of stuff. And, and <clears throat> yeah, the way they can like reference back in time and like yep. make something have more meaning, it's tough. Yeah. I'd, I'll watch all of it. Yeah. It's all exactly. Related. Yeah. It's all related, you know? Oh, yeah. Definitely. It- it's always fun to watch, man. I just, you know, I, Sony, some DC movies, they, you know, they, they have been where I'm like, all right, this wasn't good. But Marvel, MCU hasn't really had that yet. Biggest question for Hawkeye. Is Clint going to get home for Christmas? Oh, yeah. He's getting home, man. I, yeah, he's I hope home. so. Yeah. <laughs> we got to give, give him. We all hope so, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Let's yeah, he's had so much heartbreak, man. Let's give him a good day with his family. I mean, geez, yeah. that scene went from episode four when he's talking to Kate about the shot he didn't take and and Natasha and you know her dying and everything. I mean, Jeremy Renner is a phenomenal actor and he's getting the material to show it as Hawkeye. And Haley Steinfeld's killing it too as as Kate Bishop. I mean, she's gonna be oh, great yeah. in the in the future for whatever she does, young Avengers, whatever. She's been growing on me. Definitely yeah. from the first episode till now. I, I'm like, okay, I, I enjoy her a lot. The introductions to the new characters. I mean, they're doing it so well for sure. Definitely. So we are up against the hour mark here. I don't <laughs> want to keep you too long, Ray. Uh, I do have a small list of rapid fire questions. If you'll indulge me. Yeah. Uh, exactly. So first one we got favorite Marvel character, 
MCU comic books, whatever. Who was your favorite Marvel character? Uh, Iron Man. I mean, nice. Yeah. Uh, what has been? I guess we already talked about that. Your favorite uh, Disney Plus Marvel Marvel show? Obviously, Falcon and the Falcon. Winter Soldier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cats or dogs? Uh, wow. I mean, dogs, but I love cats too. Okay. Nice. Good answer. Uh, <laughs> what is your favorite Party with Ray song? <laughs> uh shit. <laughs> uh, in, uh, in the mood live the the song in the mood playing oh my live God. is pretty epic i was listening to that on the way home from work yeah, today the halftime the big breakdown is like very good. Feels good. Awesome. It, feels good up up. There. it feels good up there that's so <laughs> cool. this, you see the whoever, crowd whoever wrote that wild. song did pretty good yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you could have one superpower what would it be um, I actually, I have, uh, I made some Rayman NFTs, like based on them. I made a Marvel superhero out of myself and my power is, lev- I can levitate, but I also c- control sound with my hands, like sound waves. Nice. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. I have a battle, like we did this like figurine, we made a figurine called the low. So it's like oh me, my fighting, me fighting the low. So Do you have somebody uh, <laughs> right, like drawing it up for you? Do you have yeah, a- Yeah, no, they, this designer- made it made like a 3d it's me in like a case in like a 3d case and like the superhero costume i design help design that i'm gonna have the glasses but like the glasses will glow like when my powers that's awesome that's so so cool cool. do you you post it on instagram (laughs) no it's not we didn't put it out yet oh okay okay cool yeah that's awesome yeah so sound i mean that'd be sick Hell oh yeah. my god! Oh hell yeah! And, and they <laughs> have the applicable. iconic, yeah. the iconic uh, party with red glasses. That's yeah. so cool that you're able to throw those in there. Yeah, it works. I mean, it works for the super. I mean, for the superhero thing. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, for sure. Uh, and then my final question. I love asking this question. Who is your favorite Spider-Man of the three actors? Who did it best? Uh, well, I do. I have. I like Tom Holland a lot. Yeah, I, yeah. That's my yeah. answer. My answer and I, as well. I, Toby did it is great, but I just like these movies more. I like mm-hmm. all of this more than, uh, and Spider-Man three is tough. Like it's not, yeah, tough. it is tough. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. very, very tough. And it's not even Sam Raimi's fault. Like I watched this yeah. uh, little documentary on how they forced him to include uh, Venom and it was yeah. not even part of his plan. So I really like the fun, and like the trio also, I mean, people are like, well, if it was just Tom Holland, I'm like, yeah, but his character with his friends, like works yeah. so well, you know, it's the first that. one that they did. Tom is, is how Peter should be in the comics. Like he's younger. I mean, now he, you know, he plays younger. I mean, he's, he's whatever yeah. in his twenties now, but you know, he plays younger, the comedic thing. Toby was great. I really liked Toby to be completely honest. I don't even know if I saw uh Spider-Man two uh, with Andrew Garfield. I just didn't hear great things, so I just never watched it. Now, I, I I've heard it both ways. I think Brian, you said you did like it, right? I thought it was good. Both yeah, of the yeah. Andrew Garfield movies were solid. They were yeah. They were like I, again, I I'm fine with all three, but I think I would have gone Tom, Toby, then Andrew. You know what I will say is that the Andrew Garfield movies probably had the best representation of like what spider senses should be. And there's one scene in particular when like Electro attacks for the first time in like Times Square, there's a million people walking around and spider senses just go off and he has to like save everybody in slow motion and it just looked beautiful. But yeah, they were both solid movies. Great scene. Is Peter Tingle? 
was Peter yeah. Tingle. <laughs> the Peter Tingle. Well, Tom yeah, Holland. I, I started to say, I think it is my, because they made him like the high school, the high school version. I think that's why. Yeah. Yeah. He's also, yeah. Tom Holland's the only one that has a New York accent. So there you Could go. Be it. He's the best one. All right. Well, I have one it's final. Is what? Oh well, he's British. Isn't he British? Uh, yeah, yeah, but he's, he's, British. he's acting. He's no, using that. I'm saying yeah. whatever. <laughs> he's the only one that gave Peter Parker a New York accent. There you yeah. go. I wouldn't even, to be honest, I wouldn't notice. I guess, but I don't know. But whatever. I love Tom. <laughs> it's all good for me. Uh, Ray, my last question for you is: We're we're from Philly. When are you coming to Philly? Uh, hopefully in the spring. Hopefully in the spring we're gonna all do. Right, cool. I, mean, I played played Boston a few times now, but hopefully we're gonna do philly new york uh so yeah like spring summer awesome I'll definitely keep you guys posted yeah we will be there Please that's do. awesome yeah definitely we'll be there all right right let everyone know where they can find you instagram twitter whatever it is you're you know hit yeah us up. follow party with ray all one word uh on instagram that's my handle party with ray dj on twitter same on tiktok just party with ray but I'm most active on Instagram and, uh, and Twitter, though. So it's okay. probably the best places to connect with me. And then, yeah, for any of the music, all major platforms, Spotify is probably the most popular. But just search uh, Party With Ray. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. This was so yeah, fun. For sure. This was a good one. Yeah, right. You have open invitation whenever you want to talk some MCU. You yeah, let us know next time, you... maybe after... <laughs> Maybe after Multiverse of Madness, we'll have to check in. We'll, That's it. We'll, right. we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk before then a little yeah, bit. Oh, yeah. Spider Man will be crazy, but um. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'm definitely down to come back. Yeah. Whenever That's you it. have something you need to say, hit us up. We'll get you on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. We'll see you, Ray. All see right. Thanks again for coming, man. Yeah. Have a good night. Guys, that was Party with Ray. Thank you so much, Ray, for coming by. Check him out. Party with Ray, all one word. He was the man. Thanks one more time to Party with Ray. And as always, if you like what you heard, give Bingetown TV a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Visit us on BingetownTV.com and subscribe to our show on Spotify, the Apple Podcast app, or wherever else you may find your podcast. Once again, we are Bingetown TV, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.